0: My name's Travis Sims, and I am the founder and CEO of AGC Accelerated Global Connections. And this is the AGC Experience. Our lives are a series of choices. Each choice leads to a result. Would you like to easily know which choices are the right life choices for you? If you've never met Amy Tyson, owner of Infinity Life Design, make it a priority to connect with her. Amy is a master of feng shui and bat zi, which she calls destiny analysis. She assists her clients in understanding the hidden forces that are influencing their lives. A destiny reading with Amy is like reading a book all about you. She highlights which decisions will bring you to your fullest potential, and which choices will lead you down a path of obstacles. If you're struggling with a challenge or you want to lift your life even higher, get connected with Amy and Infinity Life Design on facebook.com infinitylifedesign or subscribe to her online newsletter at infinitylifedesign.com and connect with your infinite life. My name is Adam Irwin. And Adam comes to us to share the importance of giving and the title of his presentation is called wired to give and with that i'd like to introduce to you our speaker of the day adam Irwin.
1: good morning mark thank you very much for the introduction it's a privilege to be here on this agc talk this is a light bulb One of this size can light up a room. If you get some larger light bulbs, put them together, you can light up a baseball field or a stadium. Or if you get a whole bunch of powerful light bulbs, you can light up an entire night sky. One of my very favorite things to do is to fly in a plane and fly into a city at night and see all the lights shining and flickering as we descend down into a city. One of my favorite things to view is a night sky, all the lights lit up. I'm sure you've seen a flickering light bulb. Maybe you've one in your house. Do you know the difference between a light bulb that shines bright and a light bulb that flickers? Connection. How strong the wiring is. And kind of like a light bulb. Over the past couple years certainly during the pandemic i found myself flickering more and shining less it's almost like i've become a bit disconnected maybe you've experienced some of that too you know i take a look at the political landscape and how far left and how far right, how far apart we seem at times. I, look, I take a look at some of the racial strain in our country and the hurt there feels disconnected. I take a look at social media and smartphones and how cavalier we can become from behind a keyboard attacking someone we don't even know. And sometimes I feel more disconnected than ever before, like a flickering light bulb it's almost like something has reached inside of me and just started tugging at my wiring. And I've been flickering instead of shining on a consistent basis. I've become very disconnected. Have you ever had a conversation with someone where there is a connection, there's a shining moment and because of the conversation, You shined a little brighter. You felt more connected. For the past couple of years, I've been very intentional and very purposeful about having conversations that have resulted in me shining a little brighter and the other person that I'm with shining brighter. And these conversations, ironically enough, they happen on airplanes. So for the past couple of years, I've been buying – Airfare, tickets to anywhere, really, Boston, Seattle, Phoenix, Tampa, Chicago, St. Louis, Atlanta, Nashville, flying all over for the sole purpose of connecting with the person, interviewing the person that I'm sitting next to on the plane. And then I write about the life lesson that I learned from each person. It's a very special writing project that I've been working on for a while. And I wanted to share with you one of the conversations, one of the takeaways, one of the things that left me shining just a little bit brighter. There's a lady named Jamie. Jamie's about 42 years old. She hails from the Twin Cities area. And she works for one of the major power companies in Minneapolis. We were on a plane together to Denver, Colorado, December 4th, 2018, and when I met her at the gate, I told her about my special project, and I asked her if I could interview her during our flight. She agreed, and so we sat down, and once the plane took off, we started just a casual conversation But this conversation, this interview, always turns into something a little bit deeper. In fact, I have seven questions that I ask everyone that I interview on a plane. I call them my core questions because as you answer these questions, I learn a bit about who you are at your core. So with Jamie, one of the questions I ask everyone, I asked her, what was the best day of your life? And Jamie said that she had gotten a call from Be the Match. She had just signed up for Be the Match. And she got a call that she was a match for an 18 year old girl who had leukemia and was dying and desperately needed a bone marrow transplant. And so she said she went down to Mayo. She talked with the doctor team. Very impressed by the doctors and how well they were together. Mayo, she said she could not say enough good about the Mayo team. But she met with the doctors got ready for the procedure, took her own paid time off to go in and they put her out and they drilled four holes into her pelvic bone and extracted bone marrow and put it into the 18-year-old girl. Saved her life. In fact, 11 years later, this woman's still alive. So the best day of Jamie's life is the day that she enters into the surgery, which by the way, Bone marrow extraction is horribly painful, horribly painful. And she enters into a very painful surgery to save the life of a stranger with cancer. And that's the best day of her life. Man, when I heard that, I, I shined a little bit brighter. And to me, it was a great reminder that we are wired to give. Jamie gave it for herself she gave her bone marrow, saved a person's life best day of her life is the day that she gave something intricately hers to somebody else. You know, a lot of famous people in literature have talked about giving, just like Jamie had talked about how important it was for her in her life. Ralph Waldo Emerson said that it is one of the most beautiful compensations of life that no man can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. William Penn said, the best recreation is to do good. Booker T. Washington, if you want to lift yourself up, lift up someone else. And Victor Hugo said, as the purse is emptied, the heart is filled. We're wired to give as part of who we are. In fact, there are so many studies that confirm this. It was interesting for me to find out that there have been studies where brain scans have been done. And simply thinking about donating to a cause, simply thinking about helping somebody else, makes you happier. Like our brains light up when we think about doing something good for someone else. A study done in the, U- in the U.S., 96% of adults feel happier when they volunteer. 73% said it lowers stress for them to volunteer. 92% notice an enhanced sense of purpose by giving of their time. A study in Great Britain showed that it helps decrease depression. In Harvard did a study. They had people simply watch a video of Mother Teresa giving of herself in India. And they found that the immune systems of these people who just watch someone else and give of themselves, these are immune systems were boosted because they watched somebody else giving. There's a part of the brain called the mesolimbic pathway. In the mesolimbic pathway, that's where dopamine is released and it sends that feeling of happiness throughout our brain. And that's what's triggered when we give, even when we watch someone else give or watch a video of someone else giving of themselves. That's how we're wired, which is awesome. Can you imagine what it would be like if it hurt to give? If every single time we gave of ourselves, whether it's money or our time or gave someone attention, if that hurt us? But we're wired in a way. It helps us. It's fantastic. We're literally wired to give. If you feel like your light has been flickering a bit during this pandemic, if you feel a little bit disconnected, it may be worthwhile to check your wires. One of our wires is time and where time goes. You know, my phone, every Sunday, my little iPhone gives me an update on how much time I, and usage I spend on my phone, how many hours, sometimes it's eight or nine hours a day. Granted, some of that is my kids playing on my phone or my iPad device. Eight or nine hours of time a day. It's easy to feel disconnected (laughs) when you're that connected to a phone, right, or a device. A friend of mine, he did something interesting with his phone recently. He deleted his social media. He deleted games from his phone. He stopped using his phone for email, even for work, and saved that all for his laptop. The only thing he does with his phone now is he calls people. He sends and receives text messages. And he reads an e-book. That's it. And his phone usage, as no surprise, is down. And he said that he feels happier and less stressed and has less anxiety because he's using his phone less. He feels more connected to his wife and his kids because he's less connected to his phone. I think one of the important wires that we can really evaluate is our time, our time wire, and what we're connected to and what that causes us to be disconnected from. Another one of our wires is is energy. You know, Last night before I went to bed, I did something that I would imagine you did right before you went to bed. I charged my phone, plugged it in. How often do we make sure that we're plugged in and recharged? I have this thing right here, it's called a Whoop band, W-H-O-O-P. Pretty cool little thing. It sends over 100 pieces of data per minute to the app on my phone, and I can see how long I slept, I can see the quality of my sleep, how deep I slept for the different stages of sleep. I can see how many disturbances I had. It measures how strenuous and how straining my day becomes. It gives me a strain score for my day it gives me a recovery score for my sleep. So every day I can wake up and I can see how charged my battery is and how much I have to give for the day, how much energy that I come into the day with. You know, if you didn't charge your phone overnight, you would probably operate a little bit differently than if it was fully charged, right? You'd probably close down some apps, maybe save a phone call or two, Uh, maybe just save it for emergencies. But if the phone has less energy to provide, it's going to get less usage, has less to give. And for ourselves, I think it's the same way. If we're not charged coming into our day, if we're not doing enough self-care to make sure that we show up full, I can virtually guarantee we have a lot less to give. And if that, if that energy wire is loose, then everyone we come in contact with gets a little bit less of us, a lesser version for sure. That energy wire is pretty important. One of the other wires that I've been thinking about is, is the thought direction wire. How's my brain operating on, on a given day? So I talked about Jamie, right, on the plane. Best day of her life is the day that she donates bone marrow to save the life of a stranger with cancer. Giving of herself best day of her life. On the flight back from Denver back to Minneapolis, Denver was a day trip for me. And that night, I sat next to a guy named Tom. Tom's retired, 72. He was a – he worked at a museum. He was a, 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 um, an exhibit engineer. So, like, he, like, put together the, di- the dinosaur bones, kind of like Ross from Friends. That's what Tom's job was. And so as I'm interviewing Tom on the flight back from Denver to Minneapolis, I asked him one of the core questions I ask everybody. And this question is, what was the worst day of your life? And Tom said the worst day of his life was the day that he found out that his wife's breast cancer was terminal and that she was going to die. What do you say to that? How do you respond to something so tragic? So in the silence, I shared Jamie's story about saving the life of the woman with cancer. Tom started to cry. And he said, I can't tell you how much it means to me to know that somebody would care enough about a stranger with cancer that they'd be willing to do that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And in that moment, when I thought about Jamie's story and I thought about what it meant for Tom, it occurred to me that the gift of meeting Jamie and the gift of of hearing her story and the gift that I thought that was for my project, that gift really wasn't for me. That was for Tom. My job was just stewardship. My job is to pass on the gift, to give it. And I think a lot of times we confuse in life, we confuse ownership and stewardship. Ownership is it's mine. This is my house. This is my car. This is my salary. Stewardship is my house today is somebody else's house tomorrow. My car today is going to be driven by another person in a couple years. Part of my salary is probably better spent on one less meal out and giving it towards someone that could really use the help. And I think the life is so much richer when we see it through a lens of stewardship versus a lens of ownership. When we focus on being able to give the gift instead of keep it. So, it's such a better direction of thought when we wake up each day aligned with stewardship. I think our thought direction and that wire is a great way to make sure that we can feel connected with other people and to shine brighter, is to be directed in thought with stewardship. I want to say that if we can be a bit more intentional about giving of ourselves, it's how we're wired, right? If we can be a bit more intentional about living out how we're wired, Giving of ourselves, and maybe giving for you right now, if you take inventory, if you made a list today of what you have to give right now, maybe it's your time. Maybe it's giving of your talent. Maybe it's giving of your chores. Maybe you can do laundry for someone who is overrun by three little kids. Maybe it's your money, or maybe it's just giving encouragement. But I feel like if we're intentional, if we walk into whatever our next interaction is, and we just ask ourselves, how, what can I give here? How can I give here? I feel like if we can be intentional and position ourselves to look to give in a tiny way before we step into our next interaction professionally, with our clients and our customers, with our coworkers and colleagues, with our networking friends. I feel like if we can be intentional and just take a small step, we shine a little brighter. I feel like the more we focus on giving, the better we feel, the more connected we are to others, and the more we are equipped to shine. Giving is a part of how we're wired. And I encourage you to stay connected to that truth. I hope that because of this little time together, that you have a chance to consider what you get to give today. And because of you getting to give, by default, you're happier and you're shining brighter. So I think during this time, if you're one of those flickering lights during a pandemic, just like I am, a little intentional thought on our wiring and on our chances to give, I think it makes all the difference. Mark, thank you so much for your time.